true that more things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams. Samuel said, God forbid that I might sin against the Lord by not praying for you. My name is Hal Brady, and I'm so pleased you've joined us for this ministry tonight. As always, my prayer is that God will bless the Word and the music and will be a blessing to you. Welcome again. Would you hear now, please, the reading of God's Word 
I'm reading from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 1, beginning at verse 8. We do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, of the affliction we experienced in Asia, for we were so utterly unbearably crushed that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, so that we would rely not on ourselves but on God who raises the dead. He who rescued us from so deadly a peril will continue to rescue us. On him we have set our hope that he will rescue us again. As you also join in helping us by your prayers, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, which art our strength and our redeemer. Amen. On a visit to a member of his church, a pastor concluded his visit by saying something like this, Let us pray now for your recovery. This lady who was now in the hospital had been fully active in her life, three score and ten. But she was having a difficult time now because she was limited by her activity. And so in all candor, she said to the pastor, You can pray if you will, but I doubt if it will do any good. You can pray if you will, but I doubt it will do any good. I wonder how many people she was speaking for when she said that. How many people both inside and outside the church? We have prayed for others, but our prayers have seemingly not been answered. John Killinger, professor of religion and culture at Sanford University, said that it is easy enough when you begin to pray for others, and sometimes even after years of such praying, to wonder what good it can possibly do the persons you are praying for. And I remember seeing a cartoon with a little boy down on his knees. He was sort of out of sorts with the Almighty. He said, Aunt Stella isn't married yet, Uncle Hubert doesn't have a job, and Daddy's hair is still falling out. He said, I'm tired of saying prayers for this family without getting any answers or results. On the other hand, here was the Apostle Paul. He had had some difficult time in Ephesus, and he had been miraculously delivered. And he felt like his deliverance was the result of the prayers of other people in his behalf. So now he was talking to these Corinthians, and he was asking these Corinthians to continue to pray for him. He said, I'll pray for you, but I hope you'll continue to pray for me. And he put it like this in our scripture lesson. As you also join in helping us by your prayers, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. Our subject today is intercessory prayer. And if you study the lives of some of the great saints of the Old Testament and the New, you'll find that intercession is big with all of them. Big thing with all of them. And then, of course, Jesus was the supreme example of all our life. And if you study his example, you'll find he too was a great intercessor in prayer. He prayed for many people. On one occasion, he was with his disciples. And he singled out Simon. He said, Simon, Simon, Satan hath allowed to deliver you into his own clutches. But he said, I want you to know that I have prayed that your faith may not fail. 
So the question is, what about intercessory prayer? Does it do any good to pray for others? That's the question we have before us. What about intercessory prayer? Admittedly, there are many things about it that are a mystery. Why some people are healed, some people are not. We don't really know the answer to that. But those Old Testament characters, as well as Jesus and Paul, they believed in intercessory prayer. And because they believed in it, I believe in intercessory prayer as well. Professor Richard Foster has given us a good definition of intercessory prayer. Listen, he says, if you truly love people, we will desire for them more than we can possibly give them. So he said, we resulting go to prayer. Intercession is a way we love other people. I'd like to say that again because I think that is so significant. If you truly love other people, we will desire for them more than it is within our power to give them. And this will lead us to prayer. Intercession is a way of loving others. Now, I would like to make three comments about intercessory prayer. First of all, intercessory prayer does something good for the one who prays. It does something good for the one who prays. A minister said he was preaching in a jail, and at the conclusion of the service, he said to the prisoners, I hope you'll share your prayer request today. They did. They talked about their families, their situations, their struggles. But then the minister said, Now I'd like to ask you to pray for a young girl in our church who is facing cancer. At the conclusion of the service, one of the prisoners stood up with tears in his eyes, and he said, You know, I'm so grateful you asked us to pray for this young girl. He said, Because you reminded us that God hears the prayers even of a criminal. And you reminded me of how appreciative I am for the marvelous blessings God has given me. Many times we feel so helpless. That person seems out of range. That illness seems beyond our help. The situation seems so hopeless. But we can still pray. You know, sometimes we have to look at it this way. Prayer is not so much our privilege and our obligation for others, but it is also our own salvation. It does something for us when we pray for others. Now I'd like to recall to you the 10th verse in the 42nd chapter of the book of Job. Verse 10 says, And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. The Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. Praying for others has a transforming effect on our minds. Often when we pray for others, our attitude toward them and toward certain situations begins to change, and it becomes totally different. Years ago, I felt somebody had wronged me, and so I was building up a pretty mean case against them. I went home and I said, this person wronged me, and my wife said, let's just pray that God will change our attitude. I said, but you don't understand. I didn't do that. They did. She said, let's just pray that God will change our attitude. Suffice it to say, we did, and God did. A man was telling a friend about something that another man had done for him. It was horrible. And this friend said, don't ask me. Don't ask me to forgive him. I can't forgive him. Even if I could, I wouldn't. I can't forgive him. This friend of the man said, all right, just do one thing for me. He said, every night, call his name before you conclude your prayers. Call his name before you conclude your prayers. When we pray for others, 
It won't be long before the fire of discord in our soul burns out. It won't be long before we become like the one who prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And then praying for others has a transforming effect on our wills. Philip Yancey said he kept little note cards of the people he prayed for, and for years and years he did this. On one day he prayed for his family, and the next day he prayed for neighbors and friends, and he prayed for ministers and so forth. He said the act of prayer changed him, and he said it finally got him to the point where when he would pray for his cousin that he always thought was an irresponsible bum, he started seeing his cousin in the eyes of a compassionate Jesus. And he said he even started trying to do something to fulfill his own prayers in behalf of his cousin and other people. When we pray for other people, it will do a lot for those of us who pray a great deal. There was a lady by the name of Beth. Beth was a board member on an inner city ministry. She knew that that ministry needed a new van to haul around some of the numerous children that were involved. So she began to pray that God would supply the needs and would enable them to get a new van. At the same time, Beth and her husband were looking for a new car to replace their older model. Well, it finally dawned on Beth that, you know, if she kept the money that she was going to give for the new car and didn't buy the new car, she would have enough to get the new van for the inner city ministry. So that's what she did. Beth's prayers made such an impact on her that she actually got the van for the inner city ministry. When we pray for others sincerely, it won't be long before we'll start asking, God, what do you want me to do in this situation? How do you want me to become the answer to the prayer? When we pray for others, for instance, when we pray for our country, before long we'll want to know what we can do, how we can involve ourselves for the civic good. And then if we start praying for our church, it won't be long before God will remind us of our vows, prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness, and we'll want to do something to help. As I say, the more we pray for others, the more we will begin to ask, God, what do you want me to do in this situation? How can I be the answer to my own prayer in their behalf? And then secondly, intercessory prayer does something good for those that we pray for. When the great reformer, Martin Luther felt strong and happy. He would always say, I feel as if I have been prayed for. Do you know knowing somebody prays for you is a heartening experience? While criticism will bring us down, knowing that somebody's praying for us will lift us up and will help us immensely. Bill Hybels, the pastor of Willow Creek Church near Chicago, said he went to a conference a long distance from his church. And he said the morning that he went to the conference when he got ready to leave, he said the telephone rang, and it was an old friend that had traced him down to this very distant location. And this friend said, Bill, whatever you do today, I just want you to know God will be involved in it, and so will I. He said, Bill, I want you to know I'm going to be praying for you, and I'll be in the backup. Bill Hybel said everywhere he went that day, he felt the presence of God because that man had felt free to call him and tell him that he was praying for him. Let me tell you, as a pastor, whenever people have prayed for me publicly, they have said, and God helped Dr. Brady to bring the message, to be an instrument of his will and word. Whenever that prayer has been prayed, it has strengthened me, and I have felt humbled and strengthened. 
And then when somebody comes to me and they say, I'm praying for you, they may send it in an email, a card, or tell me in person. It always does something to assist and uphold me. It does us all good to know that somebody is praying for us. There is no question about that. It does all of us good to know that somebody is praying for us. A man said a few years ago, he took the time to write a Christian writer. And he told this Christian writer, he said, I'm praying for you once a week because I know the pressures are great. This writer said, you know, nobody ever prayed for me. They never told me they were praying for me. And she said, you know, I felt obligated because of your prayers. I felt like I should remain a Christian writer and I should do my very best. It always helps us to know that somebody is praying for us. But what if somebody does not know we're praying for them? Does that do them any good? I simply want to share with you something that this great Archbishop of Canterbury, William Temple, said. William Temple said, when I pray, coincidences happen. When I don't pray, they do not. Hear that again. When I pray, coincidences happen. When I don't pray, they do not. Now, I know this brings up all kinds of problems about prayer. Why is one healed and one not? Why is one responsive to the gospel and one continues to live a meaningless life? We don't know the answers to those questions. At least I don't know. And I don't know anybody who does know them. But I will tell you this. We believe that prayer is what God wants us to be about. We believe prayer is what God wants us to be about because God loves people and he wants them to know he loves them. We believe that our prayers are like an electrical charge in the atmosphere of someone's life that enables them to do the will and work of God. We believe that our intercessory prayers are a part of the eternal intercessor's prayers and they just sort of fit in with his prayers. We believe that God wants everybody their well-being and their good, and God loves them all. And our prayers enhance God's presence in their lives. There was a person who loved God with all of their being and all of their soul, and they believed God worked with them, and they prayed for others, and they had a terrific ministry. Do you know Gappy Gifford? This is the woman who was shot in Arizona, the congressman, who was shot in the brain, She's been recovering ever since. I heard her say on television this week she wanted to express thanksgiving for all of those who had prayed for her. She wanted to express thanksgiving for all of those who had prayed for her. Intercessory prayer does something good for the persons we pray for. And then intercessory prayer is our way of cooperating with God. It's our way of cooperating with God. To be sure, there's a sickness that has enveloped our world. And we can be of help with that sickness. There's a sickness that has caused families to break apart. There's a sickness that's caused individuals to live their life with no meaning. There's a sickness that's caused all kinds of problems in our culture. And we can make a difference by praying for them. I want to give you an example here that I hope you'll really pay close attention to. I want you to, in your imagination, see another person in this room. And then... See, in the next room, God. In this room, there is a person. In this room, there is God. There is a wall between them, a wall between them. But there is a door, and you stand in the door. You stand in the door. You have contact with God. You have contact with this other person. So you are the one that 
actually intercedes for each one in the other's behalf. Now, beloved, people have all kind of problems. It's unconcerned. They have differences of opinion and all sorts of things. But you're standing in the door. You're making the difference. You are the one who is interceding, and that's what intercessory prayer is all about, interceding for others and interceding for God. Now, in praying on behalf of others, we're only cooperating with God. We're becoming a partner with God's partnership in their behalf. Lord Ogilvy said, intercessory prayer is simply God placing his concern on our hearts. So when we pray for others, we are a part of God's partnership in their behalf. Now, when we ask God to bless other people and to meet their needs, we're not asking God to interest himself in them. God is already more interested in them than we are. What we're saying is, God, I want to prove my concern for this person. I'm proving my concern, and I offer my prayers for purification and correction. Please hear my prayers. And then there's another thing. When we pray for others, we're joining the eternal intercessor. We're told in Scripture that Jesus died for our sins. Jesus was raised from the dead. Now Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God. He is indeed the intercessor. When we pray for others, we're joining him in intercessory prayer on behalf of other people. Now there was a, a woman, a woman, a poor woman who worked, who joined the church. But she couldn't work much in the church, but she was a Christian. She would take the newspaper home at night. And she said when she would go to bed, she would open that newspaper and she would look at the children's births. And she would remember to pray and thank God for those children and ask God to bless them. Then she would look at the, the weddings. She would look at the wedding notices and then she would thank God for that wedding and ask God would bless the marriage. And then she would look at the obituaries and she would ask God to comfort all of those people who have lost people, who are suffering loss. I wonder how many people her prayers affected through the years simply because she prayed for others. There is no telling. There was a French writer who was asked this question. If your house was burning down, what would you take with you? What would be the only thing you would take with you if you could only take one thing? The French writer thought a while and he said, I would take the fire. I would take the fire whatever else that French writer meant. He was talking about passion, and that's what I'm talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, in a world that's absolutely burning with fire, we should pray with compassion. We should take the fire, pray with fire. Hear that again. Take the fire, pray with fire, pray with passion, and God will hear our prayers, and others will be blessed. And so will we. Let us pray. Oh God, we're thankful for the opportunity we have of prayer. We are grateful you've called us to pray. We are grateful you are responsive to our prayers. And we are grateful you trust us with the responsibility of praying for others. Lord, there are people who need our prayers. There are people who are ill. There are people who are in danger zones. Their homes breaking up. Their individuals live meaningless lives. There are people in our families we need to pray for. So, Lord, we pray that you take our prayers, remind us of the fact that we need to be about this exercise in faith. Take our prayers and bless those for whom we pray. 
and we'll be sure to give you the praise and the glory for all things. Amen. Thank you very much for joining us tonight, and I trust you will join us next week. And please tell your friends to join us. Good night. My victory